it's hay fever's battery with you and I need to take a shower. Me too. So if I do sniffle once or twice, <laughs> please do not, you know. Wait, I'll be sniffling enough to everyone. Still, so. <laughs> Good morning. My name's Tamika from the Rich Blacklist. Um, please introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, my name's Kobe Adam. I'm a Ghanaian British film and TV writer, director and executive producer. And I'm founder of DBK Studios, a production company which champions diverse voices, especially black voices. Yeah, we had a, um, a written interview with you a couple of weeks ago. We kind of discussed that and you did, is it Unearthed? Unearthed Narratives, correct. Where yeah. we, we partnered with Sky Studios and commissioned five filmmakers at, you know, first short or second short stage to make a short film of, as a proof of concept for a long form. Okay. Like a TV show and, or a film. And yeah, it's all done. It's all on Sky Arts for people to watch. And yeah, all the talent have got agents now and they're going on to bigger and better. Share a word or sentence that best describes your life right now. Favoured by God. Very good one. God's um, favourite. Yeah, aren't we all? We try Isn't to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am favoured by God a lot. I get a lot of favour, you know, things okay. that don't usually happen for people happen for me. So praise God. Very it's, blessed. It's, all, it's all because of discipline and obedience. When you obey God and you discipline yourself, for God and you make big decisions for God he makes big decisions for you you know and I think that what's going on right now if you ask me but hey you know we'll find out well tonight we're gonna find out a little bit more lots of crosses premieres you looking forward to the feedback you're gonna get um the thing about me is I always make the truest version of what needs to be made you know what I'm saying and I think the first audience members to this piece are the people making it so as long as the people making it are proud of the work that's it you know you can't please everybody yeah. However, I'm willing to hear all the feedback. I'm excited, you know, good, bad, mediocre feedback. Do you know what I'm saying to you? I just want to hear it all, you know, because it's a learning experience for me as well. And mm-hmm. I will continue to learn until the day I die. And I'm sure that, you know, that's echoed by the rest of the Noughts and Crosses team from the execs down to, you know, the crew members on, on the floor. Do you get what I mean? When I say on the floor, I mean on set. Not- yeah. Last week you had the screen in there, so you kind of have a preempt of what? The reactions yeah. are going to be. Everybody was really amped up, was watching yeah. it, using ours. It was good reactions. I loved it. I think that that's the first time a crowd watched it. Yeah. After all the back and forth that we've been, because I shot this, I went to South Africa last April, right, to start prep on this. And we started shooting on the 5th of June and ended on, on the 17th of August. We've been editing and doing post-production since. So you can imagine the different forms of this show that we've been through. And to all settle on this and all just sign off on it and say we're all happy, everybody to watch that is like wow you know damn like this is this is crazy stuff you know now i'm watching it as a consumer i'm no longer the filmmaker but you directed the whole series this, this series and then you did like half of the series from last year sure so um, um the aim of all of this is to box set all 10 episodes so that you okay. can watch all 10 next to each other so the first six i directed the last three of those episode four five and six but in season two i've directed the whole thing so out of 10 i've directed seven so what made you say yes to doing the season one following into season two? Season one was the fact that, look, I finished making a short film in May where I didn't have an agent before that or anything. I didn't have any place in, in the you know film business. And then I finished making Haircut and things went crazy. And I think within that craziness, the only people who really put their neck on the line for me, you know, giving me a job. You get what I mean? Giving me a job and believing in the gifts and talents that I've got wasn't some crosses and mammoth, you know, pre okay. of a Harley and Damien Timmer. You know, they rolled the dice on me and, you know, they saw my film haircut. They loved it. They said, this guy's definitely a storyteller. We had two meetings 
and the game and the job. Do you know what I'm saying to you? So that one, it was a no-brainer, really. I was always going to do it. And I think because I'm a Christian, I try to do things which align with, you know, my faith as much as possible. Do you know what I mean? While still telling an authentic story about today and what today's like. But I try to do that as a Christian. Do you know what I mean? And and okay. sort of like, and I think that because Noughts and Crosses is about love, love conquers all is the message in Noughts and Crosses. And God is love. Do you get what I mean? So that project was a no-brainer for me, man. Like, my mum always told me, before she passed away look for god everywhere you go like everything you do in business in love life and friendship and whatever i look for god do you get what i mean and that's what i did and that was noughts and crosses season one man and season two again god was there because his people i've worked with before do you know what i mean like now i get to do all of it there's less cooks in the kitchen i was 30 at the time when i got offered the job or 31 and i'm looking left and right like which other black british slash african director at 31 is directing the show all of it on bbc one like mm. I, I can't you know what i mean like this is special this is a special role when I, at the time i was doing top boy on paper i mean top boy is the all singing all dancing you know brilliant project to be a part of i'm so blessed you know show that I grew up on everyone loves it noughts and crosses is more of a nuanced show it's more of an intimate show do you get what i mean and yeah. a lot of people would look at that and say oh you know look at the noise oh you need to go for the bigger job that everyone's going to shout about but how about we, I do the job that nobody expects to be shouted about kind yeah. of thing, as much as Top Boy yeah. and do our best and who knows? You never know. Noughts and Crosses could, has a massive chance of becoming that. Do you know what I mean? It's got a massive chance of becoming that show that everyone talks about. So yeah, that's what Noughts and Crosses is for me, man. Like I was always going to do it. Like it's one of those projects which for me goes with the word of God that I live by, which is live by faith, not by sight. And yeah. that was it. And it was a perfect decision. I loved it. I love working on season two. Always challenging, but here we are, you know, praise God for a beautiful project. From the first episode I've seen, it looks really good. And I actually, I actually had to go back and watch the full season one and then follow it through so I could remember the story because it's quite yeah. a big gap between yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the two series. But um, when you're taking on a project, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you've mentioned Top Boy, you've mentioned Knots and Crosses, th- mm-hmm. does it have to always resonate with you or do you just go into it? Definitely. And, uh, yeah. I don't do any work that I can't dig my hands into. And, and it's not to say that I wouldn't direct anything that's alien to what I've experienced or what I've seen. But mm-hmm. again, going to live by faith, not by sight, is about the internal, not the external. It's about what's the subtext? You know, what's the message behind this? Do you know what I'm saying to you? And if that message aligns with my faith, then mm-hmm. we go. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if there's murderers and, you know, gunshots and explosions and evil in what I'm making. I'm not saying I won't touch those things. I'm saying yeah. that I'm using all of those elements to glorify God. Do you know what I'm saying to you? That's the past why I'm here on earth. That's my reason for doing what I do. For me, I, I wouldn't do anything. To be honest with you, I've turned down more work than I've you know taken since I started my professional career in 2018. So, you know, and I don't say that arrogantly. I'm saying that in a sense of I don't want to do just anything. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for, you know, any artificial purposes. I actually have a godly reason as to why I do what I do. So that's going to be very streamlined and linear and not a lot of things or people can be a part of that. How did Top Boy sit in that pocket for you? Top Boy is a culturally specific show, right? Like my upbringing is, is in and around that world. I know it very well. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sort of go too deep into that, do you know what I mean? But it's like, I, I know the world very well. And what I love about Top Boy, it does something that I always wanted to do coming into the industry. And I think it's the only show that I can think of right now on the spot that does this, but which is to humanize characters that will usually be 
demonized in the mainstream media like the news or newspapers you get you know something will happen they'll put their mugshot in the newspaper with a bruise on their eye looking menacing or they might let's just say they smile for their picture that smile now looks like the devil himself is happy with the dirt that he's done kind of thing and i think what top boy does is it brings the camera down on the ground so we're in and amongst these people and see their dilemmas and see their backstory and see their circumstance and see their psychology and because life is so layered that you can't just paint with one brush stick it on the news so that everyone hates them do you know what i mean and i think what top boy does for me is it humanizes people like myself people who are in similar positions to myself and explores decision making if you go left that's what it is about growing up in like a rough neighborhood because it's like any decision you make can impact the rest of your life yeah. and i think that's what top boy does top boy really takes us into that world the black british street culture it's not gangsters in new york it's not gangsters anywhere else but east london and actually from being from South East London, do you know what I mean? I resonate with all of that culture. So for me, it was just walking into a job being myself and 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 applying what I know, the craft that I've learned through film school and my time in the in, in the business on something I know inside out. And that's what Top Boy is about, you know, just being able to give people a voice as human beings, do you know what I mean? Letting people be heard and seen. You um directed Jasmine in both Top Boy and Lots and Crosses. How does her acting skills kind of transfer into both? Look, Jasmine Jobson is one of the most versatile actors I've worked with. You know, she's a dream to work with because, you know, as a director, I, you know, sort of focus on these things I've just discussed to you about the unseen. So it's like, what are you, what's your goal? What, you know, like, what do you want to get from the scene and how are we going to get there? So make decisions with action verbs to get to your final goal. And she's brilliant at that. She eats it up. She gets it. She's so full of emotion and passion that all you got to do is say the word, like, I want you to attack that person, and she does it her way, do you know what I'm saying to you? And it comes out times 10. I don't mean emphatically, I just mean in clarity of what she's doing, do you know what I mean? So obviously working with her on top boy, like me and Jasmine have always gotten, and the fact that she's brilliant at her job as well, I got her to tape for Noughts and Crosses while, you know, we were sort of doing our prep, and I've literally just finished top boy. One of the last scenes I shot was with Jasmine. She ended that, started prep, for um, notes, and then I saw the role for Kara, which is a massive character in the books. You know, I put a couple of people on tape, but Jasmine was in one of the people where you're like, yeah, she's going to impress everybody. She came, did her tape, did her chemistry read with Josh Dillon, who's playing Jude. And honestly, it was a no-brainer. Jasmine Jobson is just a star, man. I, I can't wait for everyone to see what she does beyond this point, because what you'll see in Notes and Crosses from her is that she's versatile. Like she can create different characters. She's mm. not just a tomboy. Yeah, she comes across more feminine. Like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying to you? Because everyone's always coming up to me asking, bro, like, well, is Jasmine Jobson like really like on, on smoke <laughs> like that? Yeah, do you know what I mean? And et cetera, et cetera. Like, is she really that kind of, and I'm like, bro, Jasmine is just a normal girl from the ends. You see what I'm saying to you? I know Jasmine Jobson. That's why we get on so much. I know people like Jasmine. She's just cool. She ain't trying to cause no problems. She's had her problems in the past and now, so she ain't trying to show off these days. She's just using all her experiences to shine in the business. You know what I'm saying to you? And that's what she's done. Two shows back to back, man. I had a great year with Jasmine. So Noughts and Crosses and an adaptation of Mallory Blackman's books. Mm -hmm. um, is it difficult keeping true to the books while still trying to create something made for screen? You know what? Not really, because the books are amazing. And again, the point is to go into those books, into the core and centre of it into the unseen elements. It's all about the faith and the unseen elements and that exudes the feeling of it because it's the feeling people remember. You're not going to remember anything else but how you felt. And yeah. that's going to trigger the rest. It's going to trigger the pictures, the sounds, 
but it, it starts from the emotion that was triggered. So we had to go into the books and pull those out and build our visual world with those. And then we'll then try to reapply some of the beautiful surface nuances that Mallory Blackman had in her book on top of that. But they're not always going to stick because that's the thing about visuals. With visuals, you have to shoot stuff which triggers people's imagination. So you don't yeah. want to expose too much information because the brain has to do the rest. It wasn't difficult, but it wasn't easy neither. I think it was just one where everyone just has to be confident with what they think. Let's do our best. And Mallory loves it. I think we've done a good job, I'd like to say. Yeah, I think it is as well. I enjoyed the politics and the power mm-hmm. in African culture being displayed on screen. Definitely. Especially like it's more of an Afri- um, Afrofuturism kind of feel to it. Uh, definitely. And I give a lot of credit as well to the executive producers on that, especially Damien Timmer, yeah. the CEO of Mammoth. He's very good at sort of looking at the bigger backdrop and, you know, using that to characterise society. So he was that, because he's got a lot of knowledge of that realm and for me it's about him bringing that knowledge and applying it to what we're doing in the scripts and stuff but then me applying my knowledge of Africans and politics to that you see what I'm saying to you so like I I, you know it was a team effort noughts and crosses you know what I mean massive team effort I think the producers you know are very 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 knowledgeable they're very generous with their knowledge to to pour it into what we do so yeah like the political stuff I learned a lot from myself because you know again I'm from the streets so I don't I ain't, I didn't really watch BBC news and all of that that's why it's good to have you know Damien Timmer and Rebecca Keane and you know James Gandhi Prefima Vahali everybody on the back end to really support in that we made a wholesome piece man everybody you know everybody's put mm-hmm. something special into that um what has the project taught you about yourself and how you see the world today do you ever wonder what it would really be like living in that process reality we are living in that reality to be honest with you it's not difficult to make i say we're living in that reality because we're living in the reality juxtaposed right but in my head nobody's above me they've never been hence why i'm sitting in the position that i'm i'm in now do you know what i'm saying to you i'm a film director i'm a tv television executive and i've got a, a production company with deals with people like you know sky and you know other sort of networks. So the fact of the matter... Really, a minute to get there, though, don't, don't you think? It didn't take... I'm 32. I started... I, I began my, my career as a director at 28. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. under no circumstances did anyone expect me four years later to go and become a television exec. You know, and I'm from the... Again, I'm from South London. I didn't know anybody in TV or film. Do you know what I mean? So for me, if you want me to be honest with you, I think Noughts and Crosses has shown me... Has, has 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 helped me to manifest what could be, which is black excellence. If you look at the costumes this season, if you look at the hair this season, if you look at the jewellery, the embellishment, all of that makeup, the whole lot was really to celebrate melanin, wealthy melanin, not struggle melanin. And it exists. I know people in Ghana that have money. My uncle in Ghana, Uncle David, Uncle David's a boss. You have to put, cross three gates to get to his doorstep. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? And those three gates are manned gates. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> it means so much to me because I get to explore my dominant African wealthy side because I know it exists within me and learn more about it. And we had the production designer, Shane Bunce. Brilliant man. Like, that guy I'll work with for the rest of my life. Like, he gets it. You know, he's a South African man, a white South African man, but he gets it. He was one of my main partners in this. I discussed everything with Shane Bunce because he gets it. Af- the Afrofuturistic elements to it on, do you know what I mean? Like in the, it was, he was pushing that a lot. You know, did, he did a lot of research on that. And obviously we went back and forth 
seeing how to build this up. Do you know what I mean? We look back at empires like the empire of like Dahomey back in the day, which is the Yorubas. Then we looked at, you know, the Malian empire, do you know what I mean? And then we look at the Ashanti region, the places that were before it became, you know, colonial Africa. And honestly speaking, being able to pull things out of that and then adding it to Afrofuturism, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I loved it, man. Working on this was fun. Yeah, it was good. I was getting excited. You know, I was like, yeah, like, you know, when it's like, ooh, you couldn't have done this before, but now it's there. Like, this is how I'll do it. This is how I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? And the actors loved it as well because they kind of got into their bougie selves to flex. But that was good. It was a very enjoyable experience. You said um, as an Ghanaian man yourself, you know, you've seen it. You've seen your uncle lives this life and stuff. How do you think it transitions to a white audience looking at it? There's a lot of lessons in that because it's, a, it's an accountability moment. I've grown up in areas where there are a lot of white people as well. Like, it's not like my area's all black. Do you know what I mean? There's a good, good number. So one thing I do know is that this discussion that we have of racism sometimes, we don't understand that it's not that simple. It's not someone that's got up and said, I hate black people, so I'm going to talk to them like crap. No actually sometimes is ingrained in the system. And just by following this system that we all follow and not questioning it, which guess what, I'm a black man. I never really questioned it until, you know, I was an adult. You won't see the flaws in it and you won't see how black people are at a deficit and how you privilege from that just because of the color of your skin. And I think that's what Noughts and Crosses does. Like it really outlines it the opposite way and when you watch it, it is shocking. It is. Like, even after being the person from the, the side of deficit, now watching the excellence is kind of a mind-boggling to me a little bit. Like, I've seen it before, but not in the UK. Do you know what I mean? I haven't seen what it would look like if Africans brought their stuff over to the UK and made it African. Do you get what I mean? So it was really interesting. And then we had discussions and was like, what would this be in real life? In real life, essentially, this would be Jamaica, I think. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and the Prime Minister of Jamaica is white, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and do you get one? So it was weird, like, what is the juxtaposition of this world we're trying to build? I think that's the, it was, yeah, this project isn't a straightforward thing, man. It's, it's... How do you, how, how important do you think it is for like young people to kind of engage in the series? Super key. They'll learn from watching it, even though we, you know, as adults, we can kind of maneuver through everything. Yeah. Like, then what would you think they would learn from it? For them, I think they'll be able to look at the system a bit clearer. Do you know what I'm saying to you? And rather than back in the day, all of us just following the system and not questioning it, because I don't think it's a malicious system. I think it's just a system which was built by British people, for British people, of course. Like, why would British people build a system for Ghanaians? If we really want to push our brains that far, mm. like, why would they? But, you know, as were times change, and there are Ghanaians and Nigerians and Indians and all different types of people that have been injected into the society, those things need to be questioned case by case. Do you get what I mean? And I think what Noughts and Crosses will do is it will, will help young people to clarify things earlier on and start to question it and be like, hey, hold on a minute. That's true. Why are plasters made to Caucasian skin tone? <laughs> because, look, I don't know if it's because of Noughts and Crosses, but I'm seeing a lot more brown... Do you know what I mean? I'm seeing yeah, a lot more a brown plasters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's because of us, but, you know, I've seen a lot more. So yeah. I think that that's what Noughts and Crosses does. It kind of exposes little pockets of unfairness and bias and just iron it out. Do you know what I'm saying to you? And, and you know, that's it. I think that's what those across will do. And also, it will push the agenda. Love conquers all. It doesn't matter what colour your skin, do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter how much money you got. Like, the unseen, doesn't what the Bible says, the unseen is eternal and the seen will expire. Everything you can see will expire. But what, everything that you can't see, like love, like grace, 
do you know what I mean? Like friendship, like companionship exists forever, you know, it exists forever. So well, thank you for sharing your point of view. It's lovely to hear mm-hmm. like from where you see things, how you saw things and how it panned out. And you seem extremely happy about where it's going. Yes. So do you think we'll see a season three? I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an exec on, on <laughs> Would you like there to, would, can you see it like transitioning to? Matthew Blackman has a whole estate of books. Let's start there. Do you know what I mean? So this could go on to season 24 if we need it to. Do you, know, do you get what I mean? But the reality of the matter is about respecting Mallory Blackman's art as well. It's not up to me, but if it was up to me, it's about, you know, speaking to Mallory Blackman, who's an amazing woman, by the way, very encouraging, very generous with her energy and her work and seeing if she's happy with a season three. That's, I think that's the only way a season three should happen. Do you get what yeah. I mean? But look, I look, who knows? I'm not involved in that conversation, so. Okay. Just stay out of it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, before you go, we normally do a like getting to know you quick fire questions. Um, a book you have to have in your collection? Bible. A song or album that defines the soundtrack of your life to date? Oh, wow. A song or album? Yeah. Good Kid, Bad City, Kendrick Lamar. A film or TV show that you can watch repeatedly? Goodfellas. So the first stage production you saw and what it meant to you? My ex-girlfriend took me to see Lion King one time. I was like, rah, this is sick. I didn't even know Lion King was sick like that still. And I was proper guest. I was like, rah, never been to anything like this before. <laughs> well, that's like a, a preempt of knots and crosses, really, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Exactly, exactly yeah. that. So it was interesting how life works. I mean, and it was Good Kid, Mad City, not Bad City. Okay, cool. Good Kid, Mad City. yeah. And um, what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? What's made me sad, mad, and glad? Nothing's made me sad, boy. I can't lie. I've been really happy this week, boy. Um, really happy. Noughts and crosses. It's made me glad. Mm-hmm. That's coming out. Yeah, just God, man. Listen, I'm a gamma. Listen, I've come from a very unhappy background. Do you know what I mean? And I've been able to find happiness in what I do for a living in my personal life and in my spiritual life. Do you get what I mean? With God. You know Jesus Christ, and I think that really I'm just centered right now, so I don't really have any mad or bad or sad. You know, what I mean, it's all glad. And look at the sun shining, the sun shining, love. Yeah, but it's still cold. Yeah, I know. I'm about to take my jacket. Don't worry, I'm not getting cold. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your time, and I'm looking forward to watching the show this evening, bro. Thank you so much for your time and for the questions. All right, take care. See you later. Bye. Bye.